Hey guys, we've got a jam-packed after show of rain here on AfterBuzz TV for you. We've got a ton of guests. But before we begin, we have to give a shout-out to our sponsor that helps keep these shows completely free for you guys. And today's sponsor is Denny's. Now, I love Denny's as, as a staff. Sometimes we end up late, end late at night, and therefore we're hungry. And mm-hmm. Denny's is always open, that 24, um, 24 seven days a week type, type of mentality. It's Americana. But Alina... There's a great new feature that Denny's is bringing. That's right. And especially for people who are going to be watching this show, if you don't want to like get up and go to Denny's but you're hungry, this is for you. So Denny's has always been a place where America can come together, right, for their favorite breakfast, lunch, dinner dishes. And they're serving, you know, their guests what they want. Well, now there's Denny's on demand. Yes, because everything's on demand nowadays, gotta, right? Got to have Absolutely. it be on demand. Absolutely. Uh, so they've taken the same always open philosophy and that's synonymous with their restaurants and applied it to online ordering, uh, bringing access and a craveable dinner fare uh, wherever their guests want it. So thanks to the new platform, guests have a quick and easy way to place their mobile to place their order mobile or online, and for takeout or delivery. Love it. That's right. So uh, definitely, if you're listening to this, uh, try it out. Download the the Denny's app now for iPhone, Android, and order yourself some Denny's because sit back, enjoy this after show. It is jam-packed. It's almost two hours long, and you will not want to leave your seat, but you will get hungry. (laughs) So good. So try it out. I I have it. It's wonderful. The Denny's app, once again. Denny's app, or you could go to Denny's.com. There you go. You have two ways. No excuses. Absolutely. Enjoy the after show. Welcome, Rain fans. A bittersweet after show here on AfterBuzz TV. But to help us get through it as we wrap up this amazing series, we have a ton of guests. So stay tuned as we do the final after show. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Just to quickly introduce the panel, we have Lena Nori. Oh, just, okay. just say hi. <laughs> it's, well, because you have to refer to my proper name. It's Queen Lena Nori. Okay. And I you can see. find me on Twitter at Lena Nori underscore. And we have uh, Mole's sister, Alina that's right, Vision. That's right, the other Lena. Hey, what's up, guys? You can find me on all social media at Alina Vision. And uh, one of the OGs, Keaton OG. Markey. Hey, guys, you can find me all over the interwebs at Keaton Markey. And a bunch of people who need no introduction, but we will introduce them nonetheless. Yeah! <laughs> I mean, where do we even start? We have the, the poor Gideon. King Gideon. King, King Gideon. Gideon. King, Gideon. Yeah. King of England and Scotland. Absol- absolutely. Yeah, we have France. England, Scotland, and France. We got all the We have the one and only nice. Serpent Narcisse. <laughs> yes. And our queen, we bow down to you. We bow, we Oh, man. So much to talk about. For, for those of you guys joining us, um, unlike our normal after shows, it's gonna, we're going to meander any which way. We're going to let this take shape. Um, and so, you know, just, just bear with us. We're going to have a lot of good stuff to uncover. Um, but, but before we start with you guys, I know we, everyone's dying. We're dying to talk to you guys. But I want to get your guys' reactions to the finale. Um, just quick thoughts. Can we go? Sure. Okay. Quick thoughts on the finale. It just made me that much more sad that it got canceled when it did because I felt like there was so much more story to tell and I just felt like this season was so awesome and like 
it, the, the show, like, it, every single character I was so full-on with, and I just loved it. And then they kind of gave us these little cliffhangers of, like, these new yeah. little stories that were starting. And then they're like, fast-forward, what, 21 years, and yeah. then the queen is gone. And I was like, and no one's there, like, to be there for you? What the heck? And I know that's how it happened in history, um, minus the fast-forwarding, but there are so many stories that I still really, really wanted to see. And so I'm just really sad, but I think you guys did such a wonderful job job and it was just it I'm I don't know what I'm gonna do now that the show was gone and I'm still waiting for a network to kind of pick it up and like be like now we're gonna stream this we'll just, just rewind rewind. just watch it again <laughs> start and again and Mary's, stop. Gonna, Mary's gonna come back from the dead to haunt everybody there you go yeah oh Alina. yeah I kind of feel like how Keaton did I absolutely loved the season finale um now, after speaking to Drew Lindo, who was in here last week, Drew, we, Drew, we Drew. love Drew, and he told us about the whole story, how you guys actually had to film two alternate endings. So it made sense now seeing... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline the ending that you guys you know got the word of the cancellation and I thought they did a really good job in tying up especially Mary's story because that's this whole series was about Mary's story Mm -hmm. but I did love the opening endings in you know France (laughs) (laughs) so Netflix Hulu Amazon I'm looking at you you know you could pick this up definitely Um, but I thought you guys did an amazing amazing job and I feel like her I'm like what am I going to do with my life go read history books I guess (laughs) go outside and play yeah. I, love that, yeah. I love that. Go So for me, the season finale, without a doubt, was like the best moment for me. I've been on this after show now. I think this is the fifth episode. <laughs> when they died? When that show ended, it was the best moment. <laughs> no, no, best because, moment of so my I've been, life. I've been on this after show for five episodes, and every episode, everyone thinks I'm crazy because I was like, they need to bring Francis oh. back. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. especially when I found out the show was getting canceled on the episode when we had Drew. I said, as a viewer, as someone that just, I've lived the journey with love with you. And so many people have, millions of people struggle with love and happiness. And when that ending just came, and, and I commend you guys as actors, I commend the writers, mm-hmm. that given such a terrible situation, I mean, you guys were virtually robbed of like a whole season. And or even. Two. I mean, you said it. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, even, I, I was talking to, um, we were talking about this earlier, even Bash. Uh, or Torrance. Torrance, yeah. He actually had tweeted that he felt that he wishes he at least would have been included in the season or not have just been a flashback. So the fact that you guys took such a terrible situation at least come together, put such an incredible season finale, like, I honestly cried. And I'm being very honest. Maybe it's because I'm in an <laughs> emotional place myself. But seeing you, given the fact that you're killed and you still get your happy ending, and seeing you just continue your love for Lola and you just being a badass that you are just die. Bagging, <laughs> bagging two queens who can bag two queens before they die I, I just <laughs> the season the season finale was it was what we needed it was what viewers needed I feel like that was the only way to make amends for the show getting well, canceled is having an ending like that I, I, want, I want to start with there because you know so much has been made about kind of shooting this alternate version right and uh, I was shocked to see um, an interview with with um, Lori, the showrunner, talking about that you guys had filmed that prior 
in the past season. And so yes. can you speak to that? Because I thought that's what you guys would have shot as an alternate ending. No, 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 no. We were, we were always uh, intending to end the show eventually with Mary's beheading and then do a flashback montage to her mm-hmm. meeting Francis in the theoretical afterlife. So when Toby's character um, died, as he did in real life, um, we actually were always intending to have that be the end of the series, no matter what season we ended on. Mm-hmm. So we shot that before he completely wrapped up and went and went back to London. So we shot oh. that at the end of... Midway, no, mid, through midway through season, season three. When I started, it was like episode midway five, through season three. Season three yeah. yeah, and that was actually his last day working on the show. It was us working on second unit um, out at a farm where we shot a lot of stuff, doing that sort of like heaven montage stuff. That so yeah, which worked really well. It that, like, I think yeah. it worked really shop beautiful. And then cut to that in the bed. Really beautiful, yeah. right? Yeah, really I mean, yeah, I thought it was really beautiful, and and you know, a lot of the fans have forever been really invested in like Freire and Freire being Endgame and Mary Queen of Scots before she passed she she always remembered Francis as like her first love and her greatest love and she wrote letters to that effect so I think it was you know not only a beautiful way to wrap up the show for the fans but also to like give homage to that relationship both in the show and historically speaking like it was so I still kind of wanted there to be a quick cut to other rooms where Condé's waiting Yeah, it wasn't me. Toby got it. He's kind of a joking Running for a field by themselves. I know, all of them just holding hands. (laughs) No, they found other true loves. They thought I was a true love, but I wasn't because it was Francis, and they found other true loves. That's how. Well, you go to Toby. Thanks, hun. Lovely to see you. I've just got to pop and see the other boys. (laughs) (laughs) Summer husband. Summer husband. (laughs) Well, Ben, here's a question for you. uh, If uh, when Queen Elizabeth dies... Are you the one that she's having flashbacks? Yeah, it's not a, yeah. <laughs> of course, I would have thought so. Okay. But there was also Definitely. Dudley as well, because, I mean, in history, Dudley, Dudley was, the, story, Dudley yeah. was the big one, but, um, yeah. In our story. In our story. It was you know what's funny? I've always said that Gideon was the pimp with the two queens, but Mary's really the one that's got all the good-looking guys just running after her. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the crown helps. Everybody. <laughs> the crown oh, really crown. helps. Yeah, and she's got... Men running I, after her as well. People. But she's uh, she's not down for that married life, so I think she probably scares <laughs> off any of the sort of more weak-hearted suitors. Whereas Mary's like, sure, why not? Roll up, roll up, roll up, take a number. Uh, you like Hugh Hefner, aren't you? Yeah, and I always seem to to hook up with them before the wedding, which is a bit shady. Yeah. Well, you want to make sure you're you're getting the right goods. You've got to exactly. test out the goods. Yeah. goods before you got to give it a Hello. test drive before so. you commit to that. You know, year long lease at this you point. Have to. That's all she ever. Right? Um, that's all she ever seems to manage. Speaking of um, kind of all the the things that historically happened with Mary, how much research did you do mm. yourself when you got this role, and was it a continuous thing of constantly researching, or did you just kind of have like a like a serious study session before you started filming? or I, I did a big study session before we started filming because, you know, everyone's a critic and no one was going to... I wasn't going to make everybody happy with my portrayal of Mary Queen of Scots. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to educate myself on her and then take a bit of what I learned and then utilise what the, the show gave me and sort of mush them together to, to, to give my own take because 
you know, you can try and adhere really faithfully to like a historical portrayal or you can try and adhere really faithfully to the scripts. Neither way, you're going to piss people off. So I was like, I'm just going to take a bit of both and then see what comes out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess, the, you know, if you guys can answer the question as well. I mean, um, you know, you don't necessarily have a particular character that you're 100% pulling from, but just was there and, you know, various bits and pieces of history that you borrowed from? Well, for me personally, like I started the show in the third season, so I, I did research the era. Um, but what was actually more beneficial, because I wasn't like a real historical character, but what was more beneficial was actually researching the show, you know, like watching the tone of the show. Because mm-hmm. it's got its own thing, you know, the mm-hmm. Tudors had that thing, and then Rain's got its sort of thing, and, and it's quite. It's quite distinctive and, and also, yeah, yeah. In, 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 interestingly, finishing that and trying to audition for new stuff, all of a sudden I'm trying to be a normal person <laughs> on the streets of LA. I'm going, hello, how are you? It's kind of, you've got to sort of break that, that, that out of your system as well. So, but yeah, so for me it was the show more so than history. Because yeah, I, th- I think when we had the freedom of, of not being real people. So, mm. you know, we, they could kill us, but they could also, we could live. Which was always a good thing. If you play a real person who's definitely going to die, you're screwed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you well. you are real. <laughs> you are the <laughs> Yeah. And um, but but it is that that thing of because I hadn't seen the show when I got the job and had very quickly went Christ, I did it. And it, it's about kind of rather than discovering the historical, you're discovering the world of the play, the world mm-hmm. of the show. So they gave me a zip drive of 22 episodes for the first season. <laughs> And Whoa. Yeah, and, and I had I had a week before we started shooting <laughs> up and and I just started watching it. I thought it was gonna be forgive me, I went oh, see that really show it's gonna be right. No, it's alright. It's okay. It's gonna be TV. <laughs> and I started watching going, Oh yeah, it's young people being pretty young in love. people. And then the story hooks you in and I was I'm sitting up in the hotel room every night and just one more. <laughs> Are you still watching? Yes. yes. <laughs> what, what what hooked you? You know, um, it, it probably was a couple of eps in, and just it, it's the fa- it's first a couple of eps. We took we took a minute to like gain our momentum. Yeah, and, like, and everyone's get him. setting up the world. And mm-hmm. I think that's with most shows. You know, this is why I love stream shows, dump shows, because mm-hmm. you can actually go through three episodes in an evening and then get to the hook. Well, um, they say it takes three episodes. Yeah. They yeah. say it's you know yeah. you, if you're, you're going to start a new show, you need up. to give it at least three episodes. Yeah. And then then this suddenly you basically it's it's a family drama. It's, yeah, it's you guys. It happens to be a castle, but <laughs> it's the Sopranos. Functional, yeah, it's Sopranos, yeah. or it's Adam's family, or it's. Family. I always ask for Jerry Springer. Maybe Jerry Springer will pick up season. Somebody, five. In, somebody in the yeah. chat is asking you guys um, all Hello. who who would you say are let me let me give them a shout out really quick. Not done abusing you is asking you guys what do you <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I is, recognize that hand. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do you think Catherine's uh, heaven would be? Before we move on from that, would it be all her children? The Scotsman. Oh, the Scotsman. The Scotsman. The um, <laughs> no, it'd be it'd be all of her children who are all beautifully behaved and not insane, doing everything she asks them to, and then buggering off to their own castles when she gets sick of them. Sounds good. Mm, kind of. A, I, I wanted to ask you since we have the opportunity to have both of you guys in the room. Um, you know, talking about the fairy relationship. You're, Gideon is sort of the next relationship that's serious to marry and how did you guys actually approach that and, and perhaps not even just acting wise but knowing fan wise like ooh how do we make this work where fans aren't can't think about it 
you just have to just go for it. Mm-hmm. And then if it works, it works. If and if it doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't well, I, I mean... Did you both sign on as recurring roles when you got your roles, or were you uh, like guest starring? For, for me, yeah. It, initially, it's just sort of like we'll just tread the water okay. and see mm. if it's going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah, was it for you? Yeah, you you sign on for three. Okay, and then they take which, up the which gives you both that you know you can go, oh, I hate this, I'm getting out of here, <laughs> or they can hate you, and then after the three, you know, you, you make the leap. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is kind of great for both, yeah. both angles because you don't want to end up you know, doing six years of a show you hate. Yeah. Sure. No. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we have Spencer who plays Charles coming on in a few. Spencer! Pers- because one of the big storylines and we have to talk about um, that promiscuous scene with you and how, how that was. So <laughs> what we was definitely that? Will. Someone please the like, witch, hey now. Three company with a witch. What's that? Um, the, witch, the witch scene. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Look, it's, it's... Dark magic. Mm-hmm. And, and this, is, this, is, you know, this is not sucking up to the network. Also, you know, everyone sort of talks about it being cancelled. It was the end of the season and every season we've finished, we haven't known we're going to do another, you know, we've hoped and there's been intention but in a way the show ended. It just didn't get picked up. So, but the assumption was it was going to and we were all hoping that. So, there were, there was maybe an eight, eight episode season to come possibly. Yeah, just a, like enough to slow things down a little and just cover a bit more ground because once Mary's incarcerated, everything gets a bit boring. She's just shuffled from castle to castle, writing letters and weeping in hallways. (laughs) (laughs) And I I think for for French court, it was the setup of Margot and the the whole, you know, the um, St. Bartholomew's Massacre and the, I think Mm -hmm. that right. So, so it was, you know, this wonderful actress who we saw right at the end who's going to play Margot. She was, you know, set to come and join the show and Richard Fleischman too and Richard yeah who's fabulous and yeah. um, and the witch scene I don't quite get what it was but I kind of think we were going to have an antichrist oh. <laughs> I think I possibly like it. it was going to be the demonic spawn of somehow in that there is okay I'm going to the antichrist but there is there is a bit that was cut because we thought they'd just cut that scene out because it makes no oh, sense it makes <laughs> <a lot. laughs> yeah. we were talking about the, what, what scene was that what was the point of yeah, it but, but I got to do a threesome with, with a witch and, so <laughs> yeah. it's fine <laughs> but there was there was a little bit they cut out because they just realised they, they needed this to from what we'd shot, they had to use this scene, and they were trying to find ways to kind of, you know, avoid it. But there is a little moment before I run off, going, "I'm going to be sick," which is um, he's got to harden up that guy. But there is a moment <laughs> where Megan's character, Catherine, goes, "Now cease! She's trying to get pregnant," and I go, <laughs> and then she goes, the witch goes, "Too late." <laughs> so. Whoa! <laughs> so, yeah. so there was the, the Antichrist had been born and or had been conceived, conceived. Mm. and so the, I, I I'm fascinated to know what they were going to do with that next season. But um, so Happy Father's Day to you! Gave birth to a exactly. demon. Happy Father's Day! Yeah. Look, look who we have Damien. up there, guys. So guys, yes, we do have Spencer via Skype. So Spencer, uh, here in studio, we have our our full panel, four hosts, and and you have Craig Ben Adelaide as well, um, joining us at the moment. Hi, Papa. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you, buddy? I'm good. 
<laughs> it's amazing how blue his eyes still look on like this sky. Like, how <laughs> <laughs> are you guys? Hey, Spence, have you done some kind of Instagram sexy filter on that? Oh man, there must be, right? Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, how are you doing that, man? You spent hours setting it up. So we were just we were just kind of talking about French court, um, but we can shift things more specifically to you and Henry um, and that storyline. Um, you know, what was, I, I, I guess in terms of the resolution, Nicole, which I, I, I had predicted that she had, like, in order for this to work, she had to die. There's no other solution. Yeah. Yeah. I predicted it. Like, yeah. you can always kill a husband. So I was like, well, why can't you kill a wife? Yeah, there's, there's, there's really no other way, right? Even <laughs> Catherine said that. Yeah, there's like, she's, she was the, the piece that was tearing them, Henry and Charles apart. So, you know. Well, no offense, to, no offense to, to, to Anne, who is lovely and stuff, but, I mean, Nicole, yes. really, she had no she had no uh, title or anything, so it's like, and what's she, one... She, she, <laughs> she was just a spanner in the works. She's yeah. playing the game yeah. well, but not well. Essentially. Right? God bless that, her. But... It was that thing of someone, you know, trying to, to play with the big Had to go. And it's like, you're yeah, still a kid's. What, what was even better is the way Catherine announces that she's dead. She's like, that poor thing. Oh, yeah. Um, Kind-hearted. Kind-hearted. It was the fakest sympathy I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And I, it was probably my one of my favorite scenes. Besides the furry so one, good with that. Yeah. Uh, Spencer, yeah. what was kind of like your best memory on uh, mm. Rain? Like any, what was your favorite scene to shoot or just kind of your best memory? Oh, man. It, it was It's so cool because I feel like I got to do so many different like different sides of Charles, you know? Um, but I feel like I really liked, like, early season four. That was fun. Just going full, like, emo <laughs> vampire. <town. laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was fun. But I don't know. It was, it's great. I, it's on, honestly, just, like, it's, it's, it's awesome just getting to, like, work with everyone from, from Megan to even, like, Toby in the early days to Addy and, like, everyone. It's just, like, a really, really cool to get to just, like, Feed off of everyone and like learn from that. Kisses, yeah. by the way. Yeah, he got, he got. Yeah, you forgot. He knows. You forgot two others. He knows. Spence, you've forgotten a couple of people there yeah. to, to talk about how amazing they were. You, you, you forgot to add two, two in particular. Two people you forgot. Narcisse and Gideon are a little bit jealous. Thank you. Yeah, they're Awkward. you know it's... you're breaking hearts left and right here, man. <laughs> okay, Charles, I have to ask. Let's just say there was a real duel, you and Henry. Who would have won? Be honest with us. Would oh, you have geez, taken them down? Know, you know you would have. It's between the 29 year old Australian. The scrawny Canadian. <laughs> Listen, but, but you had a sword say, in your hand. You had a sword. I got some fight, so yeah. you know we'll have to bring Nick Slater in and like see what happens. <laughs> There you go. Let's do it. Um, I want, you know, speaking to that point of early on in, in season four, how do you balance that? Because we've always kind of, um, you know, wondered the question, and you guys have sort of dealt with the supernatural realm as well. You know, to what degree do you play it as real? Perhaps, like, there's maybe a bit of coincidence, but, you you know, it's it, because in your belief, you're like, oh, this is the supernatural. You know, how, yeah. do, how do you find that balance as an actor mm. and, and pick a tone? Yeah, you know, I guess, like, I never really, like, seriously considered the possibility that there was, like, something supernatural really afflicting him. But, like, I, I guess it's, it's, you know, it's, like, it's CW, it's, like, fun, you know, you can just kind of, like, you can just kind of play for that, play play for the big, and, like, people, it just kind of creates more, like, mystery, I guess. Especially with that, because you don't really know what's, what's going on with him for so long, that it's fun to just kind of, like, play it, like, what if... Mm-hmm. You know, and like keep people guessing until you do find out eventually. 
Spencer, did you ever have a conversation with the the showrunner or the writers about kind of how? Because obviously, in history, your character dies. Uh, Did you guys ever have that conversation of okay, this is how we're going to do it on the show, or had that not come up yet? So I did get a I did get a call from Lori um, before we started shooting season four, just kind of talking about how she wanted to maintain that mystery with like you know what's really going on with Charles, but. as far as, like, I, I didn't know if they were going to, like, go up until, like, he actually dies. I think he's only he's only in reigns for, like, 14 years. So I didn't know, like, how long that passage of time would be because also I think he's, like, 10 when he comes into power. So I was kind of just, like, waiting. Like, I don't know if, if, if they're going to get that part. or But, um, yeah, no, I had no, I had no idea. Um, Spencer, I actually have a question for you. We saw a lot go, kind of kind of go on with... Uh, Charles in this season and we saw him grow a lot what was the most challenging part of playing him I mean I I feel like the thing the interesting thing about him is that even when I like like look at like Twitter and stuff like he's a very um like he can be a little bit unlikable at times (laughs) he does a lot of like questionable like he really creates a lot of drama so I feel like the interesting, the most fun part about him was, like, dancing that line between, like, how far can you go until it's, like, unredeemable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you like, mean Narcisse? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of like, yeah. It's like, I don't know. That, I, I found it, I found the most fun part about playing Charles was kind of just, like, get, finding that balance of, like, when he goes to a part where it's, like, I absolutely hate this kid. And then when he can still be like, okay, yeah, he's, he's, he's Francis's little brother. Okay, know? so Charles, imagine you can script, like from the last episode, you're in complete control. You're writing the script. You are writing Charles's life. What would you do? Like, where would your storyline go? Who would you be dating now? Would you kill off Narcisse? Would you kill off Narcisse for sleeping with your girl? Would you kill your brother? What would you do? I, I don't think there's with, any way I can Mary? kill off Narcisse. No. I, feel like, I feel like Charles, like, loves Narcisse. Yes. What would I do? Oh man, I don't know if he if he deserves love. He's a pretty like twisted little guy, isn't he? Oh, oh. Didn't say that. Yeah, I don't know. Ah uh, man, I, if I could if I could write it, oh well, I'm, I'm an awful writer. Oh, Listen, the world Jeez. is your oyster. I, I, I you love, can love who you love. love. You can yeah, kill who that. you want to kill. Pardon me. I said the world's your oyster. You can love who you want to love, and you can kill whoever you want to kill. Exactly. I mean, oh, man. The possibilities are literally endless, except for the the, the expiration date on him. Spencer, I do want to applaud you, because, like, you were definitely toying the line of, like, Joffrey status, like, where you're just Mm -hmm. like, die, die, I hate you, I never want you back again. But, like, you never went all the way, so props to you for not, I really wanted to. <laughs> I, really, I really wanted to say like off with their heads at some point. Oh my god, we have a we have a poster you know, actually, outside. It says like, off with their heads. If there's See? one thing I can tweak in the finale, I would get make myself say off with their heads. There you so, go. There we you have there the you perfect go. poster for you outside the door. And I left it. At, that's on. That's on me, Spence. I forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Craig, so, so, since you're in the room as well, like that that balance because you're sort of the puppeteer as well for Charles throughout the whole season. Um, you know, did you guys kind of talk about it a little bit in terms of how you guys approach it or, you know, just interaction on set? How, how, you yeah, know? no, I, I, you know, Spence is, as long as he's not mute him now, um, <laughs> Spence is an amazing actor. Spence, you know, joined us 
two years ago or whatever and um and just he just gets it and so the scenes with him uh are just a joy and, and i think there are certain times in the show you would you would have really talk about scenes you know um catherine and i would uh, lee and i would sometimes go how do we do this but generally with, with this group of guys you you we all know what world we're in you turn up and it's it's a wonderful sort of tennis match you go okay that's what i've got and and it's it's that joy of you know because everyone has status everyone is powerful in this show so it's it's that's what i find fascinating is those changes in status and dynamic and um you know he totally gets it and i think i think most people on the show that would be it we just kind of turn up and start playing and and you discover as we rehearse and as we shoot. Can we, uh, just real quick, can you guys go down the line and tell me what your favorite scene was to shoot? Do you guys remember? Let's start with, let's keep it the Charles. Charles, Charles okay. scene. We'll, we'll, we'll keep expanding upon that idea, but yeah. you guys have all interacted together, so your favorite Charles scene that you, you guys have done. Well, with Charles. With yeah. Charles, yes. I've done one scene with Charles. So then, therefore, by default. Your favorite scene ever. <laughs> but it was, like, the best scene ever, right? <laughs> yeah. But at least I knew you guys did a scene, because I, I was more impressed by it to fall on my sword in that respect. Yeah. I don't know. Every scene. All of them. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember one. One specifically. Hey, Spence. We had a. We didn't really have a great deal together. I mean, there was the crossover before Francis died when you were brought back to, back to Corp. I feel like we were in a lot of group scenes together. We didn't really have any intimate scenes, did we? Yeah. Here's what I enjoyed about. To, to me, um, with Mary and Charles, what what comes is um, when Mary's leaving for Scotland, and Charles has that moment of "I'll always have your back." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you can kind of look at it as a false promise. It's like, yeah, where was the follow through on that, buddy? You're too busy going insane eating squirrels in the forest. Nicole was distracting me. Come on. Imagine if they had gone off script and you would have been betrothed to now Charles because Francis is dead. Well, at one point, Charles, you did offer. So awkward. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Especially being like especially being like the eighteen year old like on the set, like, hi guys. Living in the shadows of your older brother who she happens to love. It's like awkward. deeply yeah. and profoundly till death do us come Charles back together is again. Playing PlayStation. Awkward. Uh, uh, actually no, he'd be playing the Game Boy that I gave him. Uh. <laughs> Uh, it's actually, Addy, it wasn't a Game Boy, it was a 3DS. Oh, oh yeah, but it's a Game Boy 3DS. Come is, on, is it still Boy? accurate. <laughs> Get your console. I love how right. much of a gamer girl Addy is. This is amazing. Just like low-key, don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a Zelda Game Boy. It was a limited edition Zelda Game Boy 3DS <laughs> XL. I still play it to this day. I cherish it. Better. So, so needless to say, you guys are all very close on and off set, correct? Just yes. based on that interaction. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, Spencer, before we let you go, is there any um, final thoughts you'd like to share with the fans? Um, uh, why, do, why do you guys hate me so much? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's for good question. You guys show some love, damn it. No, uh, I just, like, overall, like, just, like, the whole experience was just amazing, like, I just love I love every moment of being on the show. It's great to get to come to work and play with all these wonderful people and um oh. I learned just an incredible amount. So I just wanna thank all like the fans and everyone for their support and everything. Oh, 
Excellent. Well, thank you so much again. As thank you can you see, so thanks a lot. Thank yeah. you. Very highly love you. you so much. Love you, Team yeah. Charles. Spencer, yeah. do you have anything coming up? Anything that you want to shout out really quick that you might have coming up or? Uh, okay. Uh, I just like a short film I'm in just came out. I posted it on my Twitter. Woo-hoo. Sweet. Nice. Tell us. What, what's the name of it? Uh, it's called Reflection. Awesome. I'm a little like I'm a weird little. I'm I'm always the weird little guy. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks so much, Hunter. Well, thank awesome. Was that how he exited? Did he just try to oh, oh, there he is. Oh. He's like, no. I'm sorry. That was a great exit. That would have been perfect. I'm always the weird little guy. (laughs) Can you imagine if he went out and came back with blood on his face? I would have died. (laughs) Like from eating the stuff in the corner. He doesn't know that he's back. This is really funny. Thank you, thank you, Spencer. Okay, see you. Bye. All of a sudden, he does a screen share. We're like, no! Wrenchu.com. Rain fan fiction. Can I ask you guys, what was your opinion on the final episode? Oh, it was a bit compressed, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. But um, I I quite enjoyed it as much as I could be, you know, crying and very... You might have had a bit of tears. I I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was... I think it was very well done considering how rushed it was. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciated that they gave that sort of ending montage a decent amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. because the rest of the episode was so compressed. Like, I did appreciate them giving that sort of, like, final um, moment some breathing space so that it could really, like... we. I feel like gave the audience tweep as if I'm one of the editors. They um, gave the audience like a real, like a good amount of time to sort of just like reconnect and reinvest in like that whole, mm. her whole story and the whole fairy element. Because the moment you wake up and, and there you see um, uh, Francis, basically Francis, struggling against the character. Um, <laughs> you just go no big oh. deal just Francis but, but it's, it's it's suddenly you're back in that world and and it is it's you know it's it's crazy fast but the show is crazy fast anyway mm-hmm. it's always been this is just extra you know crack crazy fast <laughs> but, but the, the, I love the, the scene with Elizabeth and James I think it's yeah. just so good yeah then your execution is just so delicately beautifully done and then the spanky witch scene. Well, they gotta give us some heat at the end, you know. The witch you know. But but also it's it's kind of perfect because France was this year was was the Adams family. We basically were all playing. I'm kind of I'm slightly glad that it ended with something just so fucking weird that it's like yeah, that's France. But you guys you guys had the resolution of these two women who who had had this and, and they were just these beautiful scenes and then suddenly we're back with with you and Francis and it's you you recall the entire season of this, the show and it reminds you it's a TV show mm-hmm. so we get to see these two characters that we've loved on a TV show so it's, it sort of dismisses all of the the haste is forgotten mm-hmm. that moment. Um, it's, it's yeah. we're, we're gonna have um, another guest in a moment and this is gonna tie into that but I wanna ask you um, Adelaide what between Darnley and Mary, what ultimately, how would you describe what went wrong? Because it just obviously went syphilis. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, syphilis. Yeah, syphilis. <laughs> That'll do it. Oh, there's Kira. Uh, we'll, we'll bring say in syphilis. Hi. Hey. Hello. So we, we have Sarah Garcia who plays Kira. And this is why, this is why Hi, I had. Sarah, how you doing, girl? Hi. 
Um, we were just talking about, I had asked um, Adelaide kind of what went wrong with Darnley. And, you know, I was kind of leading into this. And, you know, because from my perspective, you know, when, you, when Craig, you talk about it going fast, I, I, I'm trying to rack my brain and wonder, like, could this have been fixed? And is it really just syphilis? <laughs> Is it really just <laughs> I mean, I mean, besides... All right, all right, all right, all right. You're saying that, like, him being a, a drunk and a whoremonger isn't a big deal either. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's not just the syphilis. I mean, he was a very insecure character um, and Will did an amazing job of playing, like, the duality of Darnley so beautifully. Like, he had these incredibly, mm-hmm. like, vulnerable, sweet moments in which... He almost seemed like a little boy and you just wanted to take care of him and fix everything for him. And then these just incredibly selfish, like spiteful um, scenes, it, which it just, it's just, I think the main problem with Darnley was just his like deep seated insecurity. And, and he was quite childlike in a lot of ways. He had like, a dodgy mother too. His yeah. mother was insane. Look for the mother, I say. Take his home. mother was insane. <laughs> Kind of where I'm going with it is, you know, a turning point for me was when with the, the death of Kira, um, which, you know, I'm trying to, uh, you know, was in some sense a deliberate. Horse? Yeah, it was it was a deliberate act in some sense. And, and yet, you know, he had no recollection of that. And that's when for me, he really turned. And that's, you know, uh, so that sort of set him over the edge. Is that yeah, it's that like neither of you are perfect and, and you both did, you know, and it's t- it's tough to judge who did worse things to each other. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here was an accident, and that was kind of more my brother's <laughs> fault <it>? than mine. <laughs> um, I think I think both of them, both of them had their issues, and that Mary has a history of acting very impulsively when you know in the grips of anger, and Darnley, and Darnley was just a a, a weak man, even when he tried really really hard um he would let other people make him insecure and then he'd flip on a dime like that kind of inconsistency isn't something you can build a relationship on even in this day and age let alone (laughs) back in the 16th century when the person you were marrying would then have full control over all of your assets and or body and physical health um Mm. and kidnapped your child yeah uh, and then left him in the forest to die because the oh. ghost girlfriend told him to. Why would yeah, you tell him to do that? that. <laughs> Kira, Kira. Yeah, so I almost feel like this is the Mary and Kira Jerry Springer episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 Jerry, 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 Jerry. Uh, but, but very well stated. But sw- switching to Sarah, um, you know how um, you know we, we see your character, and, and unfortunately, from the fan perspective, um, it you know you're sort of. I don't know, disliked, I'll say, perhaps, just because, yeah. you know, we're trying to make Darnley and Mary work. But um, what was it like to be on set work with Will and, and, and especially kind of coming back towards the last episodes when, you know, it was a surprise to fans to, to see you back? Yeah, um, Will was fantastic. Uh, he's so gracious and humble and talented. So it was really easy to work with him. Um uh, we had a lot of fun together, and it was also a surprise to me coming back on set. I wasn't expecting it, so that was a really nice sort of... No one expects syphilis. <laughs> yeah, he expects it, yeah. Wait, he didn't did get it her? from you, did he? No, he did not no, get it from he did, her. He didn't get it from her. Kira, did you give him the syphilis? No, I no, no. No, it was all the prostitutes, it is. Mm-hmm. 
Their love was pure. <laughs> yes, I think that's one of the interesting things about Darnley is that you do get to see that he was capable of having a real, true love, just like Mary did. It's just that, you know, life gets in the way and the the thirst for power takes over and it changes a person. And then, you know, you inherited him. Sorry. No. <laughs> I really did. I really did. <laughs> That was one cute baby, though. She, she was like, I'm out. Oh, that was a cute baby. So Honestly, it was such a gorgeous yeah. baby. Bite his face. And I feel like that's what your guys' baby would look like. Isn't that kind of creepy? It would look <laughs> like you both. I mean... I mean, you did recently, you know, we were in bigger clothing. Did you give birth to the baby? I mean, that was a real big baby. I'm not surprised she almost died in childbirth. Like, <laughs> that was a big baby. And here's your three-month-old son. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, of course she died. Who knew Darnley would uh, father such large children? Uh, he's quite tall, though, so I guess it makes sense. Um, but both of Will's kids are quite dark. So having, like, this sort of fair, like, toe-headed baby, I thought maybe it looks a little bit more like the baby she could have had with Francis. So I think their I think their baby would have been a bit darker, darker. Oh, Kira's <laughs> I know, right? Never got to see that baby. I I was Team Bothwell by the end. I was like, let's yeah. just get to him. Yeah, but historically, he was a piece of shit. Really? He was, he was the he was like worse than Darnley with the Sif. Like How could that be? No, like abuse. No, they you're the one. Maybe you've got the sick. <laughs> how come she never went crazy then? Because you Karen. got lady sick. It's a different. Lady <laughs> thing. That's not. You were crazy in love. Yeah, she's is been insane since Francis. Crazy in love. <laughs> but no, Bothwell. Bothwell apparently. Um, apparently, their wedding. She was in like a simple yellow dress, and she was miserable. And he'd abducted her, and then like, like days in, she was just weeping around the castle. And then from then on, he was like really verbally and physically abusive and it got worse and worse and worse and worse and um oh and like they had a huge fight in court and she was uh, like appealing for knives so she could end her misery like oh no, it, it descended into madness real fast <laughs> exactly no i mean there, there, there wasn't he was just like really abusive and horrible and it, like it escalated throughout the course of their marriage um and then part of the theory is that, like, when she abdicated, it wasn't just uh, – or when she was dethroned, her fleeing to England wasn't just, you know, fleeing from the Protestants. It was fleeing from him. Wow. I did not know that. See, Adam was here and he was just so charming. Yeah, he was just like, like, I'm the great, I'm the great. Well, apparently, apparently he started that way. Like, he really, like, charmed her and was, you know, really steady and, like, masculine and, and – yeah. yeah, and with the dimples and the head, you know, the right. whole thing. Pirate. Mm. Yeah. Don't trust the dimples. Everybody is obsessed with his dimples. You could, like, hide gummy bears in there. <laughs> I love how he's like, I like how you, you haven't stared at him long enough to, to he's got notice his dimples. hair, though. <laughs> yeah, he's got a, a very full head of Not as good as Rizzio's hair, well, though. I just have to say. <laughs> True. I, True. I think that should have its own show. Its own spin-off, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Speaking, of, speaking of reality versus kind of perception, uh, going back to you, uh, Sarah, how much of um, is kind of the Kira now um, in Darnley's head uh, the real Kira versus, like, just his sickness projecting? Uh, that's a great question. Um... I sort of put on this different persona of her where she was sort of more of a decision maker 
in her hallucinating, her hallucinogenic version of herself, <laughs> um, a stronger version of herself, which I think is the version, and I can't speak for Will, but I'd like to think that it's the version of, of her that um, could have been if she didn't encounter all of these roadblocks, um, and the version that was sort of coming to light right before her death. Uh, I think, you know, it, it's the way that he sees her um, sort of in the most positive way, I think. Right. I feel it's, it's the version of her that he needed because he never really made any of his own decisions. He always deferred to other people's mm. decisions. Preach. So mm. as his true love, she kind of took on – this is just my take on it. Stop me if you think I'm full of shit, but like, – <laughs> You know, I, I, she was the keeper of his heart. I, I was also fascinated by the moment of you know where she puts says put the baby down. Was that last in the forest? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that this, <laughs> no, that was this yeah. episode. Yeah. Because you're going, is that a is that like a really terrible thing? Like kill the baby, or is it you're drunk in charge of a vehicle? Put the baby down. Yeah. Like, so give me your keys. Yeah. Or is that, that hurting your arms? Put it down. Yeah, yeah I always assumed. I always thought it, it looks was heavy. Um, you're not doing so well right now. You shouldn't be taking care of this thing. Just put him down for a while. You know, he'll yeah, be okay. Me, me, I kind of saw saw it more of a, like as his descent into madness. He was letting go of all the pressure and responsibility that he didn't really want. Sort of represented mm. in that in that child that maybe there's, his mother was forcing on him. I was just gonna say the wolves are gonna yeah. eat it. I don't know if they're. I don't think there's any. Maybe it was cold. Badges. Maybe they were badges. home. Yeah, Roasting marshmallows on a fire. The wolves just went <laughs> out that night. It was just a little bitter, <laughs> <laughs> nippy. No, but thank goodness for just like chewing on the blanket. Sarah, do you have like a favorite moment on set before we have to let you go? Like favorite thing, favorite memory? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I don't know if it's my, if it was positive, but it was definitely hilarious. Um, <laughs> Give it to us. It was like the first day Will and I were filming together and we had to, we had that hay scene in the, that love scene in, oh, in the, the hay, hay box. Yes. Right. always do that. And <laughs> turns out we're both allergic to hay. Oh! oh, oh I love oh, this. Yes. Yeah. So I found out on set, he, um, I broke it out in a hive, and uh, he had, like, he was, like, sneezing and coughing. Um, it was very romantic. Super sexy. <laughs> to the least. Um, but, uh, yeah, we were just, we were having fun. It was professional. We were, we'd do the scene. They'd yell cut. We'd jump out of the hay. We'd brush off the hay, go stand by a fan, go back in. Um, oh my it was all god! His attitude was great, and we were just joking around about it the whole time. <laughs> well, do you have anything coming up that you want to kind of give it a little shout out to that we can see you in, or what's coming? Um, up? yes, I'm actually going to be in a a horror film um, on airing on the Sci-Fi Network. So, congratulations! Congrats! Thank you. Um, but uh, definitely, we'll be tweeting and Instagramming it. So, um, stay tuned. <laughs> Where can we follow you on social media? Yeah, pardon me? Where can we follow you on social media? Oh, um, my Twitter handle is at I'm Sarah Garcia, and my Instagram handle is Sarah Alicia Garcia. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, yes, for joining us. You. Any final words to the fans of Rain from you? Uh, you guys are 
the best. I was a fan of Rain from the beginning and then got to join in on uh, on a professional level. It was seriously a, a dream come true. And to just the intensity and love that the fans have for the show is is unparalleled. So thank you to the fans and thank you guys to the cast. And mm. I mean, Thank you. I was like, Aww. Aww. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I had the best time. Thank you so much. Thank of you, course. Sarah. Thank well, you. good luck in everything you're doing. We'll definitely keep following you and hopefully see you, see you soon in sci-fi. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you. Have a good one. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you right. so much. Yeah. Um, one, one thing we've talked, I haven't fully talked about yet, is Elizabeth, and I want I want to sort of talk about that i know you got you know in the last episode you guys aren't really involved in the scene specifically but um obviously elizabeth holds the cards and i don't know do you guys want to kind of give your thoughts and then we can kind of open up i don't, I don't have necessarily a question more of just let's converse oh. all right about elizabeth um i really loved seeing elizabeth this season i loved seeing her dynamic with um mary even though they were in two separate kind of worlds i guess you could say just the female empowerment I was all about. Um, as far as this episode goes, I got why she had to kind of do what she did. Um, but What do you mean? No, I don't get why she killed her. I don't get it either. <laughs> I think she was always so paranoid. We got that. You know, somebody was always after her crown. Yeah, and even though... Everyone in that time. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And... I think probably the paranoia just caught up with her. But she did say to James, you know, we could end this, and then you could be the heir and become the one monarch that unites Scotland and England. Which, I know, I know, I know. I, I didn't know, want Mary to die, trust me. I just have a question for, okay. for, uh-huh. for you guys. Was that letter a real thing that happened? It was it's... It was sort of smushed together, but the, the, there was a, a bunch of letters that was sent, and that is... The gist. Okay. Mm. Yeah. As soon as I said that, I was like, "Did this really happen? Did like, they agree well, to this?" A what? lot of random stuff did really happen. Yeah. No, no I know. That's crazy storylines. John Carlos, the sex accident, the sex horse. Yeah. <laughs> it's based on a real thing. Mm. He was he was shagging some chambermaid, playing on the stairs or something. He fell, down he fell the bashed his head, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, was it was a bit bit disturbed for a while. I so, we were going, this is ridiculous. They're just making up silly stories, but it's... No, the craziest yeah. stuff yes. was true. Mm. But it's it's crazy because you basically gave up your throne to like protect your son, mm-hmm. and ultimately he's the one that sealed your death. I understand why you sure. wanted to bring the two nations together. Right. And then he didn't even come see you before your execution to at least explain... How does that feel? I know it's not you, but... Like... <laughs> no, like, Jerry! Jerry! Like, my son had me killed. I mean... Kids these days. Well, Kids I really hope that I have a better relationship with my children and I eventually have them, if I can have them. Um, it's a bit shit of him, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But had, I don't think Mary had ever... She Spoken. hadn't raised him. No, exactly. sent away and... Yeah, well, she was locked in yeah. towers in England because yeah. she mm-hmm. fled. Um, he could have come and explained it, though, at least. Like, this is what's going to unite both countries. Yeah. yeah. You need your own the thing, is, <laughs> the thing is, I feel like I feel like Mary would have understood because her whole thing was, like, Scotland first and the dream of uniting Scotland and England, you know, preferably beneath her mm-hmm. rule. But even under her child, like, ultimately, at the end of the day, she may be the one who lost her head, but she won. 
Mm-hmm. It was her son. It was her yeah, lineage yeah. Right. that then continued to unite Scotland and England for the first time ever. And that lineage continued for a very long time. And it was her lineage. Mm-hmm. So Queen Elizabeth might have had, you know, the more impressive resume. But it was very... <laughs> but it was Mary, Queen of Scots blood that survived. Mm-hmm. And you reunited with Francis. Yeah, and I mean, in, in the choice between, like, staying locked away in moldy old castles as Elizabeth slowly stole all of her jewellery and furs from move to move, which actually happened, um, or going into the afterlife and being with her one and only Francis, I think she would have picked Francis. I agree. I think given a choice. Did but, Mary get, a, a like, a royal death? Did she get with the sword or was it Oh, no, 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 no. They hacked her head off with an axe and it took no! them four no. tries yeah. to get it off. She was yeah. also dressed in red. Mm-hmm. They picked up her head, but she was wearing a wig, so her head fell out and sort of went rolling. And oh, she had a, her yeah. little dog underneath her skirts and her little dog, like, wet himself and was panicked and, and didn't oh, want to leave. It was a very undignified death for a queen. <laughs> very undignified death in reality. So speak- and I have been forever, like, mortified. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, oh. picked up her head and it just went. So speaking of Elizabeth versus Mary Gideon, which yeah. one would you say was your better love story? Honestly, this is your honest opinion between yeah, Gideon, Mary and Elizabeth. <laughs> Mary. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, she obviously had the love for Francis that was always underlying. You know, I think we discussed that when we were doing it. We did, it yeah. Kind of, it's not. It's a love of sorts, but it's not like a. Thing well, ev- love. every love is different. Yeah, every love is different. But then when with. What happened with Elizabeth, even though in reality I think Dudley was the one that was really with Elizabeth, but in our show, Rachel and I sort of, we just had a connection when we were, you know, the, the two characters, we just had so much fun and I think that sort of showed so, and because it was the last season that I shot, it just seems bigger for me at the moment. <laughs> like, but yeah, I, they were both kind of equal, you know, like they're both queens, he's, he's done very well for himself. Very smart answer. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I appreciated that the writers, um, in terms of, uh, forgive me, I, f- I forget the daughter's name, but but tying that in and, 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 and being able to use that as a, as a catalyst to uh, enact change within um, Elizabeth, right? To, yeah, to yeah, say, yeah. like, hey, Mary's a good queen too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I really appreciate that sentiment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Narcisse, why'd you have to kill off Gideon? Yeah. Um... <laughs> But he would, I think that was because of their love. This kill something I love, or kill something you love. Yeah, and and there was a scene a few episodes I before which, mm-hmm. um, which I did laugh when I saw it because it was it was terrible hammy acting for me. But Gideon is talking oh, and, about and making the, well, two both of us. The, the great danger is basically when Ben and I are in scenes together. It's like oh, this is dangerous because we're just <laughs> 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 trying to one up each other. How deep we can talk. Yeah. It just sounds like a grumbling match. And, and we have this dream of getting um, Jonathan, who plays um, John Knox. John Knox. Oh, oh, God. Why did he not get killed? He should have been killed. Oh, so good. Slash, he should have had a limp walking into exactly. uh, court because he just got. <laughs> and a slightly a fast voice. Healer. And a smooth cheek. But, um, was he not killed in history? Like, why was he not? No, he lived on. Yeah. So. He lived for so, quite a while. So basically, Nazi story-wise, you know, his revenge plot isn't really destined to, to succeed, succeed spectacularly because Elizabeth lived for a hell of a long time and Knox lived for a long time. So at the beginning of the season when they're going, the revenge is coming, I'm going, can't quite see it. But, but because Gideon basically sealed his own fate, 
by talking about love and discovering true love and Elizabeth mm. and and so it was it was as he said to Mary it was finding hurting her in a way that's that would really hurt her not you know it was destroying hurting her in loved. a way that she'd have to live with she'd have to live with and, and grieve over for the rest of her life so that's why she put all the makeup on and the big frill so they mm. emphasize on the show so much about like Francis and his love for Mary especially in the season finale and then your progress in love but for me the real storyline like the real true love is actually your love for Lola well, it's such a you have such a diehard love it's so rare you know you had your random flings that you would have but and Mary actually fell in love with other people you stayed loyal to Lola I mean she drove your madness she drove your happiness how much of that character was you adding to it and how much of it was genuinely like written on script well it's it's Anna Popplewell is you know the most lovable creature in the world she and, is oh, and when this started happening it was just it was so much fun to play and and up until that point Narcisse had been because on the show we, we you probably have a have a continuity but for a lot of us we we have no idea where it's going to go and the writers are, are going let's take it this way or this way mm-hmm. so Narcisse at that point was the villain was the the hard ass guy and then we started having these scenes of, and I would talk to Laurie and say <laughs> is he falling is this love is this him manipulating and she went just you know, play it for real. If we change yeah. it, then you are an asshole. But uh, that often happens. You start, that often happens. You start as the bad guy. Gideon started as the bad guy. Yeah. And then you go through that that sort of transition, and then as soon as love happens, he's a good guy, and it's hard. To yeah. Change. Interesting, because you kind of came through that as well. You flash between good and bad. Yeah. And, and, and you know, this this show, everyone does terrible things. It's a but human. You're forgiven if you love someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But but the but yeah the 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 Lola love I I think he absolutely he didn't understand it he didn't quite know how to deal with it but he loved her in a way that he had never loved anyone and he was still like with Catherine didn't he well no he he, he it was fun with her no, like he, understanding he's, I feel he's like. got I mean, this is I could say this on television he's got a hard on for Catherine in 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 who doesn't <laughs> well it's kind of true it's because of who she is it's not it's not love it's that she's she's Catherine. And yeah. he just goes, you are bad girl. Catherine, I hate and love you. Basically, yeah. you know, that it's it's that she is his, she's his match. Or, you know, she, maybe she's better than him, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, is no, it she, a, no, she's yeah. not here, you can say. Oh, yeah, no, he's yeah. much better than you. Yeah. 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 In some sense, I wonder, is... Because Narcisse has never sort of respected... That's what got him in trouble. He never really respected her wishes, Lola's wishes. Yeah. And I, I kind of often wonder... Would this the Lola wouldn't want this? I mean, right? Say say that again. Like Lola would never have sort of wanted you to go off and and act revenge. Certainly not in this way. No, but but she, you know, he's 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 the you know he's he's probably the most pragmatic modernist in the show. He's he's she's gone. She's dead, and he can't change that. But he can hurt the people. He can go back to being what he does really well, and that's get in there and destroy those people. So. Yeah. What She's ha- waiting in a room. What for happened him. to your baby? Yeah, John. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. What, what happened to John? Save John. <laughs> That's all I was questioning. I remember at the end, I was like, wait, 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 wait. What, what about John? Like, we, like, what we, we had a very convenient line going, he has Lola's eyes. I can't bear to look at him. Take him away. And, uh, <laughs> and he's Francis's too. Yeah, but after promising Lola on, on her oh. axe chopping, you know, look after John. Tell him I love him every day. It's like, I'll write a postcard. 
<laughs> Show that to John every day. I love it. But um, yeah. I wish more scene. men had your love. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a die-hard, like rare love that you just don't find, especially in storylines. He did cheat on her. A lot. Yeah. He. And he did murder a few people just because he, he did. And he lives. had the whole box at the end too, which is like really creepy. Box but in a box. Yeah. <laughs> we should have got that box I'm telling now, you, Phil. I've been getting this question so much in the chat, so I have to ask Addie. Everybody wants to know your top three favorite outfits you got to wear. Because, girl, you got to wear the best stuff. I, I actually just answered this question on my live. There are so many. It's really hard to choose. Um, I have to say the coronation dress, the red and gold. Yes. Oh, the coronation right. dress. Amazing. Um the wedding dresses were fantastic, and I mean to to Darnley and and Francis, mm-hmm. um, they were both amazing dresses. The veil for the wedding to Darnley was so heavy, like I had a sore neck by the end of the day. I had to <laughs> hold the veil in my arms, muscling it. <laughs> Otherwise, it was going to rip my head off. Um, and then just a, as a day to day outfit, I think back in season one, I've posted it. It's somewhere down the feed. It's a black Alexander McQueen dress with like a gold collar. And yeah. a I know exactly which one exactly. you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's yeah. my favorite. You know, yeah. casual Tuesday in the castle dress. Um, and it's so, Alexander yeah. McQueen, so you know. <laughs> By the way, um, Meredith, uh, who was our costume designer, she is working on Dynasty. The, the mm. revamp. Oh, is she really nice? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's gonna be fabulous. What's that? It's gonna look it's yeah. a whole different world, but She's it's. Gonna be. She's got ridiculous. such a great eye. Yeah. It's ridiculous. She, it, I just it the it, the show was not only rich in story but so rich visually. The yeah. to, from the art direction to the costumes mm-hmm. to just everybody who directed every episode and the camera movements and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I loved Megan's episodes because she used so much camera movement yeah. in yeah. every freaking yeah. scene, and you could just I was like, ah, oh, you're showing us all the pretties that like usually we don't get to see, but it's so wonderful. Well, she knows, you know, she knows she yeah she yeah knows those sets inside out. She knows mm-hmm. what. Often we never see, you know, the, these guys will arrive and have a scene and you'll see that much, but there'll be something so incredible that mm-hmm. you never see. Mm-hmm. On the floor, on the, with these incredibly detailed ceilings and like yeah. moldings and then just like certain bits of kind of uh, uh, enameling or insert work on like a table. Like, it was just, it was ridiculous. Like, How was sad beautiful. were you guys when they were taking the set down? We Nicole said it was the last episode when they were taking it down. I, I, I saw some pics of it as they were going. Yeah, as they were doing it. They did and most I, they of it after we left. They tried to sell it off to, to, you know, for other shows and things, but um, I think a lot of it, it just goes. It's, it's so really sad. Takes the recycle dump. Did they so. give you, like, was there a reason that it, that it got cancelled do you guys know like what, was it just like kind no. of a uh, numbers game or was it just it's, no? numbers, yeah, it's, it's four seasons it, it, it I also think it's it's a show and it's, it's part of you know speaking like an old person that it is young, <laughs> there is a younger audience who don't watch television they watch you know, they watch on the interweb, they watch on their phones, they watch... Netflix or... Netflix or right. so, HBO Go, all of that. So ratings, the old school, you know, who sits down on a Friday night or a Thursday night to watch the show? No one does that. No one I mean, does that anymore. I mean, it's like, primarily the Midwest, but people in, like, really big um, metropolitan cities, be they on the coast or be they in the middle of the country, yeah. that's not how they watch TV anymore. Mm-hmm. So the old, yeah. the old rating system... Honestly, it's a bit archaic. It's a little bit outdated. have the routine of being there at that yeah. time. And, you know, My parents still do it because they just, you know, they still can't work out. The and Netflix <laughs> gives you, like, all the episodes at once. You can binge watch as much yeah, as you want. It's, it's yeah. not an accurate representation of a show's popularity or the amount of eyeballs on a, 
on a screen or on any given show. Like it, it's it's honestly not the most effective way of gauging a show's popularity or, or reach or audience or demographic anymore. Um, but it's it's still the way things yeah. are done because I think we're sort of in the wild west of we, we're yeah, undergoing a sea change and we haven't quite found our grounding mm-hmm. yet. Found our and, footing. And basically, the, you know, the reality of all television is it has to make money otherwise because it's. It's really expensive. And our show was. I was saying your show had to be expensive. It, it has to make money, alone. and it has to make more money than any of the pilots coming in that projected to make. Otherwise, they yeah. get your time slot. Yeah. This is. I think this is helpful for the fans who are like, why, why, why? Like yeah, for them yeah. to kind if of have somewhat a of an hard understanding. Answer, yeah. But it's, it's usually a combination of factors. Yeah, no, you guys That's are amazing. a really yeah. good run. It's mm. a really good run. Most shows get cancelled after a year, maybe two. Yeah, I mean sometimes the episodes in total. It was seventy-eight. Oh my gosh! Seventy-eight. I mean, what? How? I mean, for you, Adelaide, how did it feel, Carrie? Because you were in every single episode. Like, did you ever get a day off in like the last four years? Like, yeah, no, I did. I did. The first two seasons, um, I ate, slept, and drank rain, and did not have a life. And uh, in those times, you, you feel like you reach a breaking point, and then you don't break because you can't because you still have 10 more episodes to shoot in the winter and you got to scrape yourself back together and show up. But the last two years, as, as the world expanded and we went French to Scottish to English court and there were so many storylines that and it became more ensemble and the whole show didn't revolve around Mary and her universe. It just scheduling wise, those shoot days that just didn't involve me. They were in English court and French court, and I had nothing to do with it. So yeah, I had like I a whole. Remember the days when she'd have like two days off? It'd be like <sighs> <Yeah>. weeks, yeah, <laughs> two days do. off. I t- literally, and yeah. then ending the show and coming back to LA, I'm just like, I, I have no idea what to do with myself. <laughs> I don't know what to do with all this time, and yet somehow I'm more tired now than I ever was on the show. Ridiculous. Because you know that, like, that scheduling. I feel yeah. like scheduling helps you not keep... Oh, I do love a good schedule. But self-imposing yeah. schedules is not my uh, strong suit. I'd rather just... Scheduling and catering. Oh. Someone tells you where to be and then feeds you. And then feeds <laughs> you. Picks you up, does your hair and makeup. Just, all you have to do is shower yourself yeah. and go to sleep. So <laughs> Wash, I... put underwear on. Yeah. <laughs> Even then, a... they could set up a shower for they you could. if you wanted. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, so I have a question for you. Um... I saw one of your recent interviews and you were talking about, so she was talking about her relation, her friendship with Rachel and how you guys are actually best friends, which is amazing, by the way. And you had mentioned that you were bullied when you were younger and that's why you weren't sure if, you know, yeah. you guys would get along. I know it, for some people it's a touchy subject, but nobody would ever look at her, you know, that you have so many fans, so, like, mesmerized. Like, is there a message you want to give anybody out there that may be going through that and let them know? Because, I mean, look at you. Like, I would never have thought that when you were younger... You would well, you have had know, any problems in school. Funnel, funnily enough, a lot of people in the entertainment industry have a, have a history of bullying or, or mental illness, like anxiety, and, and this becomes like catharsis or a means of validation, like getting into acting or the entertainment industry. It can be very validating in that way. Um, so anybody who's going through sort of bullying, it's really hard now, but in 10 years, none of that and none of those people will matter. They don't matter. And you just find what it is that you love, what what makes it worth getting up and, and getting on with it every day, and you pursue that as best you can. You can channel all of your anger and frustrations into pursuing a, a dream, and then in, in 10 years, 
when that dream is sustaining you, none of those people will matter and chances are good. You'll be doing that thing that you love and you'll find amazing people who just understand you along the way. And those people will still be there doing the same thing that they've always been doing. The bullies. Yeah. Those people will still be there. And, you know, any of my sort of childhood bullies have at some point come back around and been like, yeah, we could have been a bit nicer to you. And I'm like, yeah, you could have. It's not that hard to be nice to people. It really isn't. But even if it is hard now, I know 10 years seems like a really long time, but it's not. Trust me. Find something to love and that will feed you and I promise you none of it will matter. It'll just feel like a bad dream. Honestly, my heart's beating like crazy. That was just so beautifully put and I just, I know it's a sensitive topic. Some people don't like to talk about it, but I can imagine how many millions of fans you have that that message in itself just made a huge difference to them that might be going through struggles. So thank you for that. It's hard to find people who understand you. Like, you know, there are 8 billion people on the planet. And maybe in your hometown there isn't someone who just, like, gets you and sees you and thinks that you're awesome. Which is why travelling is so fantastic and, like, meeting new people is so cool. And, like, I think most importantly investing in people who invest in you. If you're constantly chasing someone to, to hang out or spend time with them and they're not reciprocating, then you don't need them because there will be someone else who will want to hang out with you as much as you want to hang out with them and, and who might not necessarily like all the same things but who can like expand your world and you can expand theirs and, and they'll love you as much as you love them. And the other people who don't reciprocate your love, you don't, you don't need them because there are 8 billion other people that you can be friends with and who will like feed your heart and soul and inspire you to be a better person and you'll do the same for them. Well, off, off of that sentiment, um, in, in terms of... You know, a singular. It could be multiple traits. Like, if, if there's anything for for guys and girls, what would a what would a strength you want people to kind of take away from Mary? You know, if they could kind of be gifted that strength, if you will. Um. Hmm. I would say enough self awareness to recognize your mistakes and your weaknesses, and the courage to work on them and fix them and try not to make the same mistakes again. Um, and she doesn't necessarily do that all the time. <laughs> but she she definitely tries to, to take a lesson from her muck-ups and stuff-ups and, and move onwards and forwards to the bad things happen, and she goes, all right, there's a lesson I can learn from this. And then you've got to move forward. You can't, you can't drag that all behind you with dead weight because it'll just slow you down. But take the lesson that you can, and then just try and do better and be better and she was always trying to be better well I don't know if this is perfect timing or the worst timing (laughs) but yes we have Jonathan who plays John Knox my arch nemesis (laughs) hiya we were just on the topic of bullying (laughs) it was it was such a it was such a a unreasoning prejudice (laughs) Um, but, um, yeah, where did he even go from? Well, we got the chauvinist here. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we've kind of been joking that it's almost like an episode of Jerry Springer where we bring in people and then kind of pin them against uh, each other through their characters. So, uh, you know, through the character of John Knox, I mean, number one, we also have Craig here, too, who, uh, you know, who did an outrageous act to you a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> 
Can I not see you guys? I guess I can't see you, eh? You can just see me. Yeah, we we see you, but if you could, if you could, I don't get to see you guys. Unfortunately, I guess no. You can you can pull up the live stream on YouTube. So basically, oh, Narcisse yeah. was holding up two scepters that could look something like inappropriate, balls. like that would be in a box, for example. Yeah, <laughs> Nox in a box. Nox in a box. Wait, was there anything in that box for real, or did you just kind of like make? No, it? there was, and they cut it. They oh, showed they it. There was nothing in the box. There was really something in the box? Yeah, yeah. they had painted two walnuts and they <laughs> oh, yeah. There that's, were two that's, walnuts in the box. That's hilarious. That is not accurate. Grapefruits. <laughs> 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 Maybe Nossie skinned them? I don't know. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> John, I was slightly disappointed in the in the um, in the last episode that you had an altered your voice or fashioned your lip. I thought, oh, well, okay, he's recovered. There's actually a ventriloquist behind me that was doing it. I, I have no voice. Gone. So, what was it like playing such a? I mean, from our our point of view of history. An Charmer, evil, yeah. evil person. Like, how, did you do a ton of research? Were you able to kind of have a kind of an open mind, like, about this character? Or did you judge him kind of before you went into it? What did you feel about jo- Johnny Knox? No, I, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, I certainly never viewed him as evil um, because that would be irresponsible as me mm-hmm. as an actor. But, but I mean, I was uh, I'd done some research and I was aware that. <laughs> But, you know, this show, which I think championed, championed um, these women rulers, wouldn't treat John Knox particularly kindly, and nor does he necessarily deserve it. You know, I mean, for me, what I had to co- keep coming back to and reassuring myself with was that on some level he was a religious zealot of the First Order. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, even though his misogyny was off the charts and his sometimes his villainy matched that, I think it was mostly from a, a true conviction he had about you know, about the place of men and women, particularly in the universe, which is controlled by God. So, so that was kind of like, I had to reassure myself on a regular basis about that because otherwise you could kind of slip into something that is, that is, you know, judging the character or being sinister in a way that isn't, uh, isn't actually helpful for a story, which we're trying to essentially tell in a fairly truthful way. Mm-hmm. Right. How did then, you um, become involved with the project and did you watch the show prior I watched the show a bit because I had auditioned for it in various seasons, ah. and obviously, obviously, never hit it. Um, what other and fact, uh, characters did you audition for? Well, you know, I, I could be wrong in this, but I'm almost certain it was down to myself and 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 the guy who got it for um, Con. Is it Conde? Conde. Conde. Uh huh. Yeah, Conde? I think I was. Sean yes, I think I was the other guy. That would be and, uh, yeah, I think so. Because I remember hearing it was going to be like a six or seven episode chart. And I was watching a play up in Niagara-on-the-Lake, and I got this sort of uh, desperate call from my my agent saying, you know, are you sure I was going to get this? It's down to myself and one other guy, but could I send a body shot? (laughs) So I had to go into into the men's washroom and take a body shot of myself, you know, sort of. And then I didn't get the part, so I don't know what that says. Now that I think of it, I I remember that they they were looking to cast older initially with Conde. We did expect to get someone in sort of 
in the mid-30s early 40s. Early 40s, yeah. And this would have been when I was about, I, I was probably 44 that. when I was auditioning for that. I remember that, actually. That's, that's funny. Yeah, when they so, chose uh, Sean, we were like, oh, he's so young. Yeah, so that was my sort of close call. And, of course, I'm grateful now that it didn't happen because right. uh, in many ways John Knox was a more satisfying thing to do. Absolutely. And you're yeah. so good. So you're so, good. so, so evil. Good. <laughs> How much hate do you get, like, on social media? Do people just tweet you or Instagram you wanting you to die? Like, I'm just curious. I'm not sure. I, I'm, I, you know, I'm not great with Twitter, but I think I would call it a Twitter storm of hate I receive on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, listen, I love it. I was going to say, that has to be Absolutely. such a badge of honor when, right. like, you, like, fans get so angry at you. Like, and that's yeah. what you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be the villain. I mean, I'm sure Craig can speak to this, too, of, like... I, mean, don't, I don't have Twitter or anything. Well, I mean, believe, uh, yeah. believe me, you, you get a lot... <laughs> it's always more fun playing the bad oh, guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, I mean, I was... Uh, you know, the thing about John Knox as well is, if some, you know, in the case of Craig, Craig also has, uh, Craig and Narcisse have a great deal of sex appeal. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, don't yes. sell yourself short. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I turned mine off for John Knox. Okay? But no, really, I, I mean, John Knox is not, so his villain, or, you know, the, the madness he gets sexy, up to. So I slid your trousers down. Yeah, you just, there's not, there's not much charm there. Well, it was really important for me the moment where, even though in many ways it still creeped people out, but the moment where we actually get to see him, uh, a little bit of love in him when he when he realizes his wife has had an affair on him, and mm. I thought it was really important. That was like a, that was like a touchstone for me because at least you realize she's capable of human emotion. But again, it's all through this lens of religious zealotry, and he ends up casting his his life away because that's, that's another story that's I felt like was so like unfortunately was cut short that because I, I, I was loving that storyline I was hoping that oh maybe like you know next season she'll come back or Bash will find her like doing some crazy thing in the forest and like you know she'll you know I, I had a feeling there, there was a way she was going to come back but she was wonderful she was great she was wonderful and yeah yeah and that was a great storyline and James you know I think it was also great that James was sort of in a moral conundrum with what he was asked to do and trying to do. And, well, and our friendship, James and I, which is, I mean, it was a tenuous friendship, but it, <laughs> it was no longer, you know. Um, so speaking of that, you know, since we have both of you guys here, talking about the, the, the scene where, you know, you disagree with yourself, how did you guys, like, how do you even, like, get about to it. approach it? Yeah. Let's talk about this, guys. Um, we, we'd had one scene together before, Forehead, or maybe two, I think, in England, right at the beginning of the season. That's right, yeah. And um, we had tea. Yeah, <laughs> as we tried to get lower and lower in our tone yeah. to each other. Um, and not tea for testicle, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was it was a, it was a strange day, but it, but it's 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 a CW show, so you know it's you you can't really show it's not you know it's not going to be that graphic, but. Jonathan, or Jonathan. Listen, these girls don't know the pain. And when I watched that, I was like, oh, no, please. And, and you know, and, and the, just the physical pain, which Jonathan can talk about, he was actually strapped down to that table. So oh, that was kind of fun going, hey, buddy. Hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and I mean, it took forever to shoot, right? I think we... Oh, yeah, hours. Yeah, um, yeah, hours I was, of... I was muffing the lines just to watch you struggle on the table for another hour. <laughs> yeah, and I think it, for the last couple of shoots, the, the close-ups on my face, I actually had to lift my head off the, 
just to get the right kind of uh, angle, I had to lift my head about three inches off the, the table. Oh. And I remember, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'd had an ab workout like that in a couple of years. And, uh, and the other thing about it, I mean, one of the funny things about that scene is I hadn't read or I didn't know what was coming up. And I, and I saw Craig on set one day and I said, uh, so are we going to get a chance to meet again? I said, I said, do you remember this, Greg? I said, yes. surely you're coming after my nuts. And I literally said it. It was a crude kind of, I was making a joke. And he looked at me sort of wide-eyed. He said, did you read it? Like, what are you talking about? And sure enough, he was coming for my nuts. <laughs> but I mean, if I, I said it off the cuff. I, was, I had no idea. I never would have guessed that in a thousand years that I would be uh, neutered there on the set. <laughs> It's so funny in the scene where Revan Knox um, enters into your throne and he's taking you um, into jail, you and Lord Bothwell. I couldn't even focus on what was happening. I was like, how is he walking? Yeah. I was, I'm not paying attention to the fact that you're going to jail, that Donnelly's dead. I'm like, how is he walking? A lot of milk of the puppy, otherwise known That's as Betty <laughs> I was walking rather like her, yeah. Um, I mean, it is, there's enough time. I don't know. Is there enough time to heal? Do you ever heal from that? Yeah, what was the timeline of that? (laughs) Funny the logistics that people have about that, too, you know? But, yeah. Uh, I want to talk about that moment from your perspective real fast. In terms of Mary, how betrayed was she in that moment in terms of, you know, this is such a, you know, she chose to do this act of of, of killing uh, Darnley. And in that moment, you know, what's her headspace? I don't think she was that surprised. I think that in making that decision, she knew, on some level, knew that she was damning herself. But that decision was, was less for her and her rule and more for her son, because I think her biggest her biggest fear after taking so long to conceive and then finally being able to conceive and heir and heir not only to her bloodline but also potentially to England was that, that child safety came first and after Donnelly's you know, episode of madness and abandoning the child out in the woods... He was the most dangerous element in Prince James' life. He was the most dangerous element. And I think on some level she always knew that she would never be able to rule fully as a queen um, in the show because she was pretty impressed with herself in real life. But um, <laughs> but I think that, you know, in the show she, she knew that she might not live to see her son grow up and... <laughs> in an attempt to make as safe a future for him as possible. It was a decision that she had to make, whether it worked out or not. And I think on some level, you know, things never went her way. Mm. She had to have known on some level that it, it wouldn't work out the way she wanted it to. Well, John, we've been asking everybody this. Do you have the best... What's your best memory from set? Hmm. Besides, obviously, your special scenes with Craig. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a... That's a tough question. I mean, I'm, I must say that I, it was uh, it was the best. Uh, I mean, the rain came into my life in a time that I couldn't ask for a greater gift. And in terms of, you know, I'd been at a theater festival for a lot of years and I stepped away for a number of reasons, some of them personal, one to spend sort of the last year of my mom's life with her. And so that show uh, gave me such an opportunity to spend time with family and also to um, be part of this extraordinary project which is, is what i think it is you know this kind of uh, exciting people to history and uh, and promoting incredibly powerful women in incredibly difficult times and so i mean it sounds like i'm a bit i'm 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 dodging the question but i really didn't have a day on set that i wasn't 
feeling incredibly blessed. Um, it was always challenging uh, because the material is challenging. You know, you have to serve it up in a way that feels contemporary, but also it's as any of those cast members. And of course, the, the cast members who you've been speaking with uh, had a job that was 10 times what mine was. But you get you don't get much time to learn the material. It's very specific. It's full of names. It has to be it's spoken. You know, it's, it's spoken with you have to speak with confidence and eloquence as well. Um, and so so it was also a great challenge, I found, you know, uh, with, with very little sort of prep period. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it sounds like a bit of a dodge, but really, I I, I had many, many great days uh, on set. But as a whole, just the experience itself, I guess <laughs> a memory I have was, um, you know, I'd taken horseback riding lessons for my one short moment of, of horseback riding. And that was a pretty extraordinary time. And it was the, the episode where we burned the village. And uh, and I had to jump on a horse and ride off. And, <laughs> and the first time, or the time that we had the actual take that, that I got, I jumped on the horse and somehow put my foot, the wrong foot in the stirrup and almost landed on backwards and then somehow did almost like one of those gymnastics moves around and landed on the horse <laughs> and landed on right. But I mean... It was such a miracle, and I mean, I wish in some ways John Knox had jumped up on that horse and landed on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> like Legolas style. But I'll, I'll never quite forget that, and the entire horse crew, you know, all those guys who are cowboys came out, and they were literally peeing themselves because they'd never seen someone. Did you and then the look of panic on moment? my face when I realized I was going to land on a horse backwards in the one take we had. But did they yeah. use that take, right? They use that taste. Yeah, they just show, show just how cool slid, you are. Yeah, I just sneak under there. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to to call in today, and it's and, and just being a part of the rain for all of us fans. Like we all love the show so much, and I'm sure everybody watching in the chat is just so honored that you have called in. And do you have? Oh, anything? my pleasure. I wish I could be there, uh, but we. Um, I was actually supposed to be down in LA, but we, uh, my wife and I, are expecting our third child. So oh, congratulations! We, uh, Yeah, it's a crazy, yeah, it's an incredible thing, but so of course we're, I have to be, I have to be nearby. Um, but I do want to say, I mean, I wish I could see uh, my fellow cast there, but I loved working with you guys. It was an honor and I, I, I watch your work every week and I think it's, I think it's exceptional. Awesome. I think it's exceptional. And I also think the fans of Rain. Uh, I don't hope I don't get spoiled by, it, by that experience if I ever get another series, but the fans of Rain are like, they're bomb-proof. They're amazing. Yeah. So, Well, thank you yeah. so much. Um, it was a pleasure thank watching you. you on screen. Um, and Thanks. thanks for, for joining us in this, uh, this finale. And congrats! It's so yes. exciting! Yeah, yeah. Good yeah, luck. Yeah, crazy. Tell your wife good luck with the pregnancy and with everything. So. Thanks. Good luck getting yeah. some sleep. Yeah. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Oh, it's time to yeah. Um, so it's almost about that time where we got to start wrapping up. I mean, we still have a few minutes, but I want to utilize them to, to the to the best that we have. And so I kind of want to, um, you know, we, we've seen a lot of of letters being written, whether it's Torrance, whether it's Rachel, oh, I got and um, you know, we'll, we, we'll read those. But um, from from your perspective, like, what would you love to share about the experience of Rain? What would you like to, you know, say to the fans while you have this opportunity? Um, and uh, we can go like down. Me? Yeah, sure. We'll start about, with you, Ben. About what the experience of Rome was for me. Uh, well, I know we keep saying it, but the group, the cast, and the crew particularly were just 
amazing. Well, the fact that we're still hanging out together is kind of weird because that doesn't really happen in most shows. <laughs> right. Um, and then also, like, um, obviously the connection to the history of it and everything, but also just the, I mean, you know, I, would, I, I remember just doing a scene uh, with Addie, actually, and it was just like a 30-second scene of, me, of the two of us with the Agatha. And they've just decided to uh, set it in a fair and have two camels. So, and two camels. And a lima. A, a lima. Um, <laughs> a, like a boa constrictor python thing. Yeah. And just like 200 extras and jugglers and freaks and just amazing. And just, just for us to have a little chat and just walk through. And there were like five cameras and, you know. That's just because just, they could. Yeah. That kind of experience <laughs> is, uh, is kind of, I'll never forget that. So that, that was amazing for me. I think, um, yeah, like, like course, I, 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 as I said, I don't have Twitter and thing, and, and that whole world scares me a little bit. But um, we we did a convention in January, a first sort of rain specific convention, and I've been traveling around Europe a lot, and keep running into people who go, oh, rain, and they're you know watching it, and so so meeting people, I guess meeting the fans that way. It, they're amazing. They're, they're these people who, who they get. What I love is is they get. We love the show, but we also get the silliness of it as well. It's fun. It's you know, it's 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 a soap opera in a way. <laughs> and and they get that. And they also in the, in the same way when I first watched Cram watched the first season, I would be loving it and it was fun. And then suddenly I would be in tears. And I would you know there would be a moment we they love each other so much. <laughs> and and I love that about the show that it that it's comedy and it breaks your heart and it's it's love and it and it's women and it's women being putting up with a lot of shit and coming out the other side you know damaged but still going on and um, and and for me sort of joining that ridiculous world where you get to dress up <laughs> and play every day and do ridiculous things in ridiculous clothes and ridiculous beautiful sets with um, with wonderful casting crew so yeah it's it's I'm very sad it's, it's over, but it's been a, a great joy. And if I may, if you will allow us to kind of answer and then let you have the final word, is that all right? Yeah. Do you, do you want us to read um, Rachel and sure. Torrance's let's, letters? Let's, let's, okay, so yeah. Rachel and Torrance both wrote letters to the fans and to kind of the whole experience and sent them in. Sent them in. Um, so this is Rachel's. It has been my great pleasure and genuine honor to be of... Uh, be a part of Rain these past seasons and to play such an iconic, powerful, complex, and brilliant woman. May we continue to have shows that showcase women such as these. To be embraced by the cast as one of their own, brought into the CW family, and most beautifully by you, the fans, of a, is of significance to me that it's difficult to articulate. There really are no words sometimes for experiences as beautiful as this, just gratitude. Thanks for loving Rain as much as I do. Thank you, Rachel. That's amazing. Yes, yes, to Bravo. to a wonderful portrayal of Queen Elizabeth the First, which that is those are not easy shoes to step into, and she did it brilliantly, absolutely brilliantly. And Torrance, who's been here, and we're we're so honored for that. <laughs> Rain holds a very special place in my heart for a number of reasons. I didn't know back in 2013 that these strangers I met, jet lagged in Ireland, would one day become my family. 
Even though I left the show before the fourth season, we're all still in touch and many even attended my wedding. The truth is, we all thought the show was a bit weird. The mixture of <laughs> history and fantasy, period and modern. We didn't know as we were making it how we would all come together or if anybody would want to watch it enough for it to get picked up. But here we are four seasons later and we are all very sad to say goodbye. Which brings me to the other special thing about the show, the fans. I've worked on many shows now and I've never come across such a passionate, kind, funny, insane group of people. You propelled us to the People's Choice Award win. You taught me all kinds of fun Brazilian slang and you greeted me warmly as I traveled to countries all around the world. I can't tell you how much it means to make something that we have actually that will actually resonate with people. It's a rarer occurrence than many realize. A massive thank you to everyone at CW who are big champions of unknown and emerging actors. Thank you to Lori McCarthy and Stephanie, oh my god, Sangupta? Yes, okay, for creating the show, and to Brad, oh my god, Silberling? Silberling, the pilot whisperer for setting the tone right out the gate. To the writing team for impossibly packing so much action into four short years, and to literally hundreds of artists and tradespeople working in pre-production, production, and post-production who get far too little credit for propping us all up yes. and making the show look and oh, feel yes, amazing. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much, Torrance. And you guys, what do you guys want to say? Lena, we'll start with you since you're the newcomer to the panel. I just, I think on behalf of all the fans, I just want to thank you guys. You know, I've always been the hopeless romantic on the panel. <laughs> and I feel like this show, whether it's historically accurate or not, it kind of, we went through the journey with you. I mean, we've seen you growing up, not just as a woman, but also as an actress. And that journey, I feel like we went through it together. Like, I feel like I'm a part of Rain, you know? My crown's right here. I'm not quite on the cast. But just the love... Season five, you're right. Yeah. Just the love stories were so beautiful. Your love stories were incredible. Addie's yours and also yours. And it's just, I think on my end note, I would want to ask you to answer this at the end. Is just, I want to know how after this Francis love story, are you in real life going to be able to have a true love so much pressure. I just I, want, I think everybody wants to know that like you have this hopeless love romance that's like the whole world saw you go through and I want to know is is they going to well, struggle the, with that later on in life the, the beauty of being an actress is you really learn the difference between reality and fantasy <laughs> um <laughs> Let's hope uh, for Craig's sake. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm not, I uh I sincerely hope that one day I will find a love that is both as beautiful as Frary and um and better. That's both that and more. That's a good answer. You'll get it. Alina? Yeah, I'm just, I'm really sad that the show is over. Um, but I just I enjoyed my time with it. You guys took us on a journey from season one to season four. I'm a history buff, so that's what got me into the show. And then seeing how it mixed modern with that time, I just, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with your guys' acting. Um, I fell in love with the fans. The fans are amazing. I have not seen fans like this, really, for any other show, especially of this genre. And I just, yeah, I really enjoyed the show. I think you guys did a phenomenal job. The writers did. Everyone on that crew was just Amazing, and I wish you guys all the best. Yes. <laughs> and Keaton, you and I began this I journey know. together. Four years ago, I think I sent an email and I said, "Rain is starting, and I have to be on this panel. I have to talk about this show." And um, I have loved every minute of it. I, I just, 
I, I can't thank you guys enough for this show because it, it is. I love that it's fun. I love because I'm I'm a history buff as well, and I love when I get to see these women of power portrayed and in such a modern way and especially in the last four years it's been a crazy time in politics and stuff so to not only be able to have an escape but an escape that is such a great representation and you know Mary made mistakes but as you said she was somebody who always acknowledged when she made mistakes and I felt like I she learned. She killed my son. She yeah. Sorry for that. Sorry. She paid very. Deep. Yeah. She. Yeah. She. She did. She, she did. But yeah. I feel like I've. I. You. Even every cast member that's come in, you guys have all been so much fun and so gracious. And the writers who've come in and interacted with us, it's just been such a fun four years. And I think this is the only show at AfterBuzz that I've been able to be, be with from the start yeah. all the way to the finish. Yeah. So this, it, I feel like I'm somewhat a part of the Rain family, and I do. I wish you guys all the very, very best, and I hope I get to see you and so much more, and hopefully maybe someday work with you guys because I think you're all incredible, and uh, thank you. Thank you so much uh, for all your hard work and um, what you've put into this show for, for us meager, meager fans. Uh, it's, it's been such a pleasure to go on this journey with all of you. So thank you. Um, usually I prepare speeches. These guys. I know you do. He does. You uh, But but th- there was nothing that I could have come up with that would have prepared where we went with this. And so you know I I, I can say um, you know number one to the fans. Uh, you know, never, never in my wildest dreams did I expect. Like I, I knew fans loved you guys, but the fact that they sent us books, the yeah, sh- t-shirt they t-shirts they made for us, and so um, it's it's been an incredible gift to talk about the show um, week in week, week out with these guys. But then to see that the, the fans actually care about the show so much that they actually, you know, took what we 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 did and, and, and appreciate it in such a way um, and then you guys sort of came on board um, to come and talk about it with us um, back even in season one where you know it, it was the early stages of After Buzz and we were kind of getting off our feet and yeah. so forth and um, everyone's just always so generous and, and even though we didn't get you, you guys until now everyone always spoke very highly of you um, well, you, you guys were in Canada, so it was so hard. So yeah. the fact that we got anybody, whenever somebody was in town, they would come, and it was just like, oh. But, but also, you, you, you know, you have to know that that we, you guys are amazing for us too, because it, it, you keep you keep the dream alive. <laughs> we go off and we make stuff in sheds, and it's literally it's shed. you know it's we want people to watch what we make in sheds, and and it's guys like you who. You know, and you you sell a show far better than any advertising or billboard <laughs> campaign because you genuinely get you get it. So yeah. it's, um, it's we are enormously grateful to you guys. Um, well, without without any hyperbole, whatever you guys have in the future, let AfterBuzz be home to you guys. Yeah, you're you. always welcome. Um, and so, without further ado, our queen. Oh my God, so much pressure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just hide behind them. Um, Rain has been, you know, the most formative job of, of my career, and I, I started the pilot when I was 22, and I'm coming out of it, you know, rounding into my 27th birthday, and I've changed a lot. I've grown up with Mary and with the, the cast and the crew, and everything just got better every year, and everyone was happier and more hardworking and the stories got crazier and the sets were more beautiful and the clothes were more beautiful every year. And I couldn't have imagined being on a show with just so much 
love and so much care and it's re it's really been quite incredible i've never experienced anything quite like it and we're all friends now above and beyond the show ending and it's 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 heart-wrenching that the finale is aired and it is well and truly over now um i don't know what i'm gonna do without it it's been such a big part of my life and the fans have been unbelievable since day one and i feel like there's a real sense of community in the fandom and even when they've argued amongst themselves over various ships <laughs> or, <laughs> or fan casting or whatever they've they've never been cruel to one another and they've never been cruel to us even if there's a storyline they don't agree with and i have such respect and appreciation for that having seen how other fandoms can tear themselves apart like our fans are some of the most loving loyal sweet um people I've, I've ever seen on you know the interwebs multiverse and wherever <laughs> and I'm, I'm so grateful for them because they they made the show they kept us going and they're the whole reason we made this show in the first place <laughs> You know, seeing their seeing their response and and hearing about how certain episodes have affected people, or or how the show itself has helped certain fans through really difficult times in their life. It's kind of why I wanted to be an actor in the first place. And that's beautiful. Sorry. No worries. Very well stated. Um, Did you? So there's actually I don't know if you guys heard. There's a petition to do a spinoff on Catherine. And they were tweeting us like crazy for us to announce it on the show. That's Megan sitting at home going, give me a yeah. <laughs> I mean, Megan's amazing. Yeah. There's so much they could do. There's so much Narcisse that could be oh, yeah, in it too. Absolutely. Yes. Well, do you guys have anything um, coming up or anything you want to talk about before we have to say goodbye? I'm, I'm in this really cool <laughs> show that starts um, on Netflix on the 26th. Four? Don't look at us. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Rain, season four. Oh! 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 I, I think it's the 24th, 26th to 24th. The whole season dumps. So. It's like next yeah. week. Yeah. Yes. It's not, yeah. Well, Craig, since you have nothing, since, since you're, you're right nothing. now, you have nothing coming up. That's okay, though. We always put it in the universe. Dream role, dream director, dream actor to work with. Just throw it out there. You know, I, 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 apart from Julianne Moore, who I just think is the greatest thing in the world. Oh um, my God, I, she's so fantastic. Oh, she's amazing. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I really don't. I, my, I finish a job and I go, wee and take a holiday and then something new comes along and that becomes part of your life next. So I have no idea and I quite like... That's such an amazing yeah. way to live. Yeah, I, 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 I like so the... I don't know. <laughs> It's the, what is it, um, the I Disney like show that you said anything can happen Friday? It's just living your life like that. Addie, they'll be rolling out the red carpets for you, I, I promise. Oh my God. The world is your oyster. You can pick any show you want to be on. We shall see. <laughs> we shall see. I'm producing a movie called Acquainted with Jonathan Kelts and Giacomo Ginotti, who played. Oh, you do that in Toronto? Is that the one that. Uh, yeah, that Natty, Natty's, Natty's written. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that Liza's in, and, and yeah. Rachel's going to be in it. Amazing. Got my next job. Uh, <laughs> are we hiring Craig? Yeah. Casting calls. I don't have that much power. Right. Um, but yeah, so we're we're producing this film, Acquainted. It's about like young people in the in the sort of mid to late twenties and what relationships look like at that time. It's like it's it's so real. It's painful. By our incredibly talented writer, um, Natty Zavitz, and. 
everybody should watch it when it comes out. So we'll be shooting uh, in July, and it's going to be amazing. amazing. That's awesome. Well, you guys should come back when it's about to come out, and you can come and talk about the film. So anybody who's I in will LA, you off on seriously, that, 100%. I got you. Support yes. independent cinema. Yes. We're yes. it ourselves. Crowdfunding it, we're all we're financing it through independent financiers and by ourselves. So, yeah. yeah, go you guys. Yeah, none of that go fund me for us. No shade. <laughs> and Ben. Last but certainly, what's going on? Oh, what's going on? Uh, deep unemployed. No, no, I'm, I'm just. <laughs> you I'm just moved to LA. I just yeah. moved to oh, I've move. been like, I've been like setting up an apartment with my wife and just. Just moving. Moving is a job in itself, so yeah. It certainly is. is. Yeah. You want to throw anything out in the universe? Like dream director, dream job? What do you want? Uh, you got to put it out there. I like to work with, um, what's his name, the Kiwi director, Taika. Oh, Taika. I want to work with Taika, yeah. I think he's just directed the new Thor film, but I think yeah. he's Ah, oh, it looks so good. Yeah. It's like a buddy cop film. Yeah. I still need to get to go see Wonder Woman. I still haven't. Oh, you have to see it. I know, I know, I know, don't. So I'm not going to say, please tweet about, tweet, tweet about your feelings, and when you come back, I'm going to ask you. How you felt about it? Well, we'll come There's back to this. There's a YouTube video which is like a non-spoiler reaction to Wonder Woman, and I feel like that's just gonna be me. I cried <laughs> in the first 15 minutes. And Robin Wright. This Robin Wright. Robin yeah. Live to see my princesses become generals. Yes. Yes. yes! I mean, we should ask Reverend Knox what he thinks about Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> all right, guys. Unfortunately, it's that time where we all say goodbye. You know, I mean, it's it's a, it's a very sad moment, but thank you again for donating your time. Yes, um, thank it you really guys. means a lot to us. I know it means a lot to the fans. Um, usually, we come out so strong. I know. I know. It's honestly really sad, and you get, and she was so teary-eyed. It made me so sad. Sorry. Sorry. No, you're fine. No, no, no. It's 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 obviously it's it's the it's the sentiments where we are. Yeah. Um, but thank you again, uh, as always, and um, you know whatever projects you guys have, you know, as I said, we will support them. Um, to the fans, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, I would love to say we'll see you next time, but we'll see you next time in a different reincarnation of wherever everyone's careers yeah, takes yeah. us. And, and I, I, I'll, I'll make a promise. I promise you, everyone here will have a wonderful career. So there's going to be stuff to follow yes. up and on. And we yeah. wish you all the success in the world. All of us here want to see you guys everywhere on TV. <laughs> where where can we follow you guys? Uh, on I, well, obviously we, you're you're just like a ghost. <laughs> Hashtag Craig Parker. Hashtag Craig Parker. You, you can find me in bars around Hollywood. Great, great. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best place to tell me what you think of me. Um, my instant Twitter is at Adelaide Kane. It's pretty simple. Yeah, mine's at B Gurens, and good luck spelling that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Oh, you can find me on Instagram at Lena Nori and on Twitter at Lena Nori underscore. And thank you guys once again. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks. you guys can find me on all social media at Alina Vision, and that's Vision with two S's. Like, thank you so much. <laughs> and for the last time on a rain after show, Phil, right. me and you are the OGs. You guys can find me all over the interwebs at Keaton Markey and hashtag get Keaton on rain. I will keep that alive because maybe somebody will pick it up sometimes. That's from four years ago. <laughs> um, and follow us here at AfterBuzz TV. Thank you once again. And one final goodbye. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.